It is a very warm welcome to this special podcast with the Women's Rugby Pod in collaboration with Canterbury to Jody Owensley. Jody, how are you? Good morning. You're looking morning, fresh and, and well. Yeah, I'm all good. I've, um, I'm ready to go with the day. I've had my breakfast and yeah, I'm all good. You're away. Brilliant stuff. You've been a busy lady uh, of late. Um, England Sevens, you were over in Toulouse um, and then Zagreb. Oh, no, you had a little chipper in, in the middle of that too. Um, I mean, just to, just playing at uh, headquarters um, at Twickenham um, in a sort of training type type game with the England Sevens. How's, how, how's the last few weeks been for you, pulling on that, uh, that Red Roses shirt again and, and representing your country? It's been pretty bizarre, like it's been hectic, but in the best way possible. And especially when we got the run out at Twickenham, that was just like unreal. And, you know, obviously in a home crowd and yeah, it was something I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to remember for the rest of my life, to be honest. So yeah, it's been crazy. But yeah. Did it give you a hunger for, for a lot more tasting that, you know, getting into the bowels of Twickenham is something, you know, very, very lucky to to, to have done quite a bit in, in, in my broadcasting career, but it, it's very special, isn't it? And did it just give you a hunger to go, do you know what, let's um, let's crack on with this seven stuff and, and, and I want some more of this? Yeah, literally. Um, I think it just all sort of gives us this great buzz and just obviously what's coming ahead, like the Commonwealth Games and World Cup, it's a big year. So it was just great to have that chance to play together and in the home crowd and it's just got everyone so excited. So, yeah. Okay, and then over to Zagreb, where um, you picked up a, a, a bit of silverware. How how special was that? I mean, had had a very good weekend. Uh, the England Sevens. A few of you returning, sort of from 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 injury, Celia Quanza and uh, and yourself. Um, you seem to sort of click more than you have done, uh, if we're honest, over the over the last sort of twelve months or so. Yeah, um, obviously, like that for us was a chance for us just to play as a team and play together um, and just enjoy it, to be honest. You know, it's slightly different from the World Series. So we just went in there thinking, right, we're just going to go out there, enjoy it and play as a team. And I think that's what we did. And, you know, it paid off. And obviously Celia coming back from injury, she's worked so hard. It's unreal how she's got back so quickly. Um, and she's only sort of getting better over the next coming weeks and getting stronger. So, yeah, it was a great weekend. And obviously to sort of, you know, get the medal and the trophy, just topped it off. Nice celebrations. Good fun. Yeah, it was good fun, yeah. <laughs> and she's saying no more, and rightly so. <laughs> the first rule of Fight Club, absolutely. Yeah, what goes on tour stays on tour. You, you talk about Celia's injury there and getting back. I mean, you, you've had a, a bit of a battle with, with injury this season. How nice was it to, to get yourself back back out of the park? Because we'll, we'll go into it in a, in a minute and sort of just have a little trip through through your journey. But yeah, physicality and, and athleticism has, has been a big part of your life from from year dot. How, how good was it getting back out in the park? And, and were there were there some fairly dark moments in, in that injury? Yeah, I think um, obviously I've had my fair share of injuries, and I've missed on I've sort of missed out quite of you know quite a lot of opportunities. So when I got the opportunity to come back with England sevens, it just made me so more like grateful, I suppose, and appreciate more and. Yeah, it just sort of made me feel like everything paid off and, you know, those sort of dark moments were, you know, worth it in the end and sort of made me stronger than where I am today. So it's all part of the journey, really, and I do believe it sort of put me in a better place where I am now. So, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, let's let's have a, a little look. Obviously, we're partnering with, with Canterbury um, and, and they're obviously an iconic rugby brand, um, but I think... 
Yeah, there've been some some bumps in the road by by their own admission, and and reacting really well to that, um, and getting some some people involved like like yourself um, from all walks of life, from from all different types of backgrounds and and, and different journeys. Um, you've been in the game only realistically a, a few years, really. But are you just excited to to be on this journey with with everyone else playing the game at the moment? With where women's rugby is, is going, and then the likes of Canterbury kind of wading in with little stories like this and, and a little part of it, um, are, are wading in and, and the TikTok with Six Nations, what have you. Are you just enjoying this this journey that women's rugby is on at the moment? Yeah, it's it's quite crazy because even just in the last couple of years, it's literally just shot up and it's literally a fast growing game, and it's just great to see how vastly things are actually changing and you know how people are seeing women's well not just women's rugby women's sport recently it's just amazing to be involved in that um and it's only you know it's still on that journey it's only going to get better from here so it's just it's just really exciting to see where it can actually go um and obviously like Canterbury as well they're doing so much for the game now um especially over the last couple of months you know with the future fund and sort of the different initiatives they're doing to like help and support women in the game so yeah it's brilliant so you know certainly as you mentioned the, the future fund there just it, it's just a, a pot of money there in case someone needs uh, some boots or a club haven't got some post protectors or you know just that kind of like an emergency type fund so um if you're one of those people one of those clubs just check out uh, Canterbury Canterbury website. But you, you talk about that explosion of, of women's sport and women's rugby at, at the moment. I'm just going to seamlessly, like a ski sock, just relate that back back to you because you exploded into into the game of rugby. Um, you came into it quite late, sort of mid mid teens, um, and you got yourself down down to Wakefield, and and it's been a seamless. Well, fairly seamless, seamless rise to to the top ever since. Take us back to those very early days. How did rugby come across you? Um, well, to be honest, at the time we weren't really sort of a, a big rugby family or anything like that, so I didn't really follow rugby. All my sort of sporting backgrounds come from like fighting and athletics. Um, so I only sort of came across rugby when I was around fifteen. But I did want to try it before that because my dad did play a little bit at a time, just you know, as a hobby. Um, but obviously I couldn't do rugby because of my cochlear implant and I wasn't allowed to do that. Um, but long story short, I finally managed to persuade my parents and then they sort of let me try a session out and we just thought, yeah, get it out of the system. Hopefully she doesn't want to carry on. And then <laughs> it sort of didn't turn out like that. And now all these years later, I'm sort of lucky enough to, you know, call it a career and all these experiences. It's just, it's quite crazy. But yeah. But but that drive and you know, you get a really strong sense um, from doing a bit of research here and, and knowing you from a, from afar, a really strong sense of, of family um, and just the closeness with with mum and dad that, that you have. But that, that that drive to possibly do things that obviously you're very capable of doing, but things that possibly people didn't expect you to do. So when dad's getting a, a bag of coal on his back and, and, and doing his races and what have you, there's little Jody grabbing a, a bag of carrots and, and, <laughs> and doing the same and, and people not expecting you to, to do it and you doing it. Do you remember that, that early determination? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I just feel like it's always been there. It's just quite, it's just like, it's always been a part of me, I suppose. And like when I, you know, when you're young, you sort of remember, I remember seeing my dad train and I just always thought, yeah, I want to do that. I want to sort of, 
get that carrot on my back and do it as well. And yeah, I want to do that race. I want to compete in that competition. It was just always wanting to do something and get stuck into it and obviously win because I always wanted to win races. And when I didn't, and I remember like one sports day, like uh, this worked, bearing in mind, this was like, I think high school and I didn't win a race in like sports day. And I literally started crying thinking I just sort of missed out on the Olympics or something. But yeah, I think I'm just very competitive and yeah, it's helped me now though. So. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, I, I know I've seen Mum say that you know, in, in, in from very early on, you've seen that competitive streak, and look, it's it's a massive part of of what you do, and 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 it has to be has to be there. So, when you're badgering Mum and Dad to 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 get involved with 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 Wakefield, um, and you know, the implant is 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 a hurdle, but one that you want to get over. How how did that come about? Um, well. I was. I think I must have seen. I can't actually remember. Oh, my brother started running younger, and I was going to watch him. And I was like, "Oh, that really appeals to me." You know, running, smashing into people. Do you know the physicality of it? Um, and then I sort of approached mum and dad and was like, "Well, can I give it a go? Or is there a way around it?" And there was like, "Jodie, you know, you can't do contact sports. That's how it's always been." And I sort of just accepted it I thought oh okay then and then the more I saw my brother you know playing games and you know playing well and really enjoying it it was just like that's so unfair that I can't do that because of you know because of my disability basically um and they could see how much I really wanted to do it then so my dad was like well we'll look into the background of it sort of just look at research or you know what are the actual risks and so on so we did quite a lot of background research and then um, we sort of came across like the scrum cap and we thought, oh, OK, maybe this could be something that if you wear this, then you might be OK. Um, so we've, that's what we did. We thought, right, we'll try a scrum cap and see if it actually padders the area and stuff like that and give it a go. And that's sort of how it came across. And it was just sort of a, right, we'll just risk it and just see how it goes type thing. <laughs> um, and I was happy to do that. I thought, oh, I'm not bothered. I'd, I'd rather do something I'm enjoying. And if it, if it ends in a bad way then so be it but yeah and that's how it sort of started and then we finally got down to the uh, work field and we spoke to the coach and said oh by the way this is Jodie's death blah 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 and it was a bit like oh okay and then they were so supportive and it sort of just went from there really and yeah I've had the odd ban and knock and stuff like that but you know it's just like hitting your funny bone and after a couple of seconds it's fine (laughs) I, I just it, it, I, there's so much to pick up there. I just it's just like hitting your funny bone. It, 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 I mean, Jody, it, sorry, quite quite simply, isn't you're 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 born profoundly deaf at 14 months, one of the youngest people to to have the implant you you, you have, and you are the first woman to represent England senior level um, as a as a as a deaf woman. Um, it, just an, an incredible story. But did even saying then about getting involved and ladies and gentlemen listening, the lady does the research and support of her parents and wants to do it and gets down to the coach and says, oh, this is okay. Did it, oh, you, with your first touch of the ball, about five, six metres from your try line, you spin to your right, hand off with a left um, arcing run and, and go the full distance. Um, if that isn't a mic of your life Jodie um, I'm not entirely sure what is well, did, uh, did you remember that try 
<laughs> no, I, I'm not even joking. I literally remember it like yesterday. But what I remember the most is tri- literally before I tripped over my own shoelaces and I just thought, what am I doing here? Like, <laughs> and then literally I just remember that. And then I just remember sprinting for my life and scoring it. And I remember my dad was sort of stood right sort of near the sticks as well. And, it, and my, my granddad were there and I just thought, yeah, it was just a great feeling. I just thought, yeah. I, I love this. I'm I'm definitely sticking at this. So yeah, it's it's a great memory. So yeah. And it, quite clearly you 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 got the rugby bug and and people talk about get, getting the the rugby bug. You talk about that that feeling on the field. You talk about just how supportive um, that Wakefield were because you, you you've done other sports before, hadn't you? You were sort of junior um, team GB sprinter. You've done um, British Jiu Jitsu champion at under 18s. Um, the list just goes on and on and on. It's it's just quite extraordinary. What on earth have I been doing in my life? Um, <laughs> anyway, but did they not give you something that, that rugby has? And and if so, what is that? Yeah, I've, well, obviously I just love sports. I love the feeling of winning. I love the feeling of pushing myself. And obviously all the other sports, I loved it. But, there were, you know, there were individual sports. But I think the difference with rugby it was a team sport and you were su- you were surrounded by your teammates and people who also loved the game. And, you know, I, I think I loved that part of it, but I do think all like the other sports have 100% helped me be the rugby player I am now. So obviously like the fighting background, that's great for all like the contact stuff in rugby. Um, obviously athletics is great for like sort of the running game in rugby as well. So I think it's all helped me sort of become the rugby player I am today. So yeah, but I do miss jiu-jitsu, I have to say, but no, rugby still tops it. But. Do you not get in the garden with Dad and have a quick quick tussle? Um, well, we still do running. I still drag him out and he does start running with me. <laughs> but yeah, we're still um the old time. We have a grapple in the garage and stuff. So yeah, one one day I'll try and beat him. Look, Jenny, I, I want to just, just pick up on... on... On the kind of mental side, because you're talking about the, the physical side there of athletics obviously being useful for rugby and the jiu-jitsu being the fighting and individual stuff. But you also had, um, and, and I don't want to talk about the, the deficit, because I, I, I don't think it, it, it defines you. an England sevens player, um, full stop in, in, in my eyes, and it's part of a journey, but it's it's not it's not there to, to, to define you. Hopefully I, I, I'm right in saying that. But okay. you know, you're, you're really shy. Um and and you really battled with your, your confidence. I think it's um, yeah, you, you've you've said as much yourself on on social media. How how much did did rugby pull you pull you out of that? Because um, it's easy and it's sorry, it's easy. So apologies. It's oh, easy in an individual sport, isn't it? To to just yeah. be within yourself and you, and you're fighting. You've got your coach and that one on one relationship you have about and, and away you go. And, and it's the same with athletic start line, whatever. It's an individual stuff. But how did rugby help you pull pull your confidence and, and yourself out of? out of those 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 psychological battles yeah literally massively like like you say in sort of athletics the only person I was speaking to my dad like helping me with the warm-up and stuff but obviously coming to rugby it's a team sport and I was literally sort of the person in school who just I was so quiet I was just so shy and and the reality is a lot of it were due to being deaf and stuff and being almost a bit embarrassed and you know a bit shy about it not really wanting to speak to people about it so I think that did play a big role and then when I went into rugby it was like oh I actually need to tell people about it because obviously I'm in a sport where we are communication is massive on the pitch and so it sort of 
it sort of forced me to speak to people in a way which did amaze and that's what I needed I needed that push to actually push myself out of my comfort zone um but yeah I think just sort of the teammates and how supportive everyone was and same with the coaches I think it sort of made me realize that it's actually not a big deal it's actually okay people want to support you um and then I, I slowly just started speaking more to people and then obviously the more rugby I played I've sort of realized I was actually okay at it so that boosted my confidence um and it's just sort of over the years it's just chipped away at it really and even now I'm still not like this big confident person I am still a shy person but I've just sort of got better at you know dealing with it so yeah I think it's just sort of a a journey really but rugby has been like literally the reason for my confidence becoming better so Oh, that's a that's a good tale about our, our, our great sport, isn't it? And and you you say you, you in your very um very Jody type way, um yeah, I, I was okay at it. So we we, we go from uh, Wakefield to Saddle RFC um, County is, is very very quick behind that. Just talk us through that sort of mid part of your journey before you got to kind of proper proper senior level and and the challenges that that you faced there. Possibly, you know, you you talk about that communication. Yeah. Um, but as one person, and, and we'll, we'll talk about in a minute who, who, who I've got in contact with to, to get a little info on you. Um, but that person saying the inspiration purely in, in, in the fact that you have all your own strategies in place um, to deal with your your disability of, of deafness. And did that come really early within playing rugby? And that's just from you know, communicating with the players, but all the rest of it that goes with it. Um, to be honest, I think that's only sort of since I've gone into senior rugby, I've started right, okay. being more, you know, proactive and speaking more about in finding ways to adapt. Whereas when I was sort of, you know, at County or um, Wakefield, I sort of just didn't really think of that. I, yeah, I was speaking to people, but I wasn't really properly sort of thinking, oh, how can I make it easier for myself in this situation? I sort of just thought, all oh, right, we'll just get along with it, we'll play along with it, it'll be fine. Um, and then it were only when I first got involved, even really sort of when I got involved with England Sevens, you know, sort of in 2019, and that was because it was, you know, it was a professional environment, it was elite environment, and that was the time where I really needed to be on, you know, my A game and sort of think about, right, I need to give myself the best chance and sort of make it easier in these situations, so how can I do that? Um, so yeah, I think it's sort of come along with time, really, and sort of going into a professional environment. It's sort of got better and stuff. Jenny, how, how, how does it work? Because you, you you train and play with your with your implant in, which I mean, you, you've spoken about. It's like like clicking a switch. You just turn mute on the telly. That's yeah. that's your world, which you quite enjoy at, at, at times. Um, again, something else. You, you've said the uh, the, the Jody world. Um, some of us, I suspect, are quite jealous of being able to just switch <laughs> off. Um, that would be quite nice at times, I, I, I can assure you. But um, how, how does it actually work then? Because as you say, it, it's constant chat on, on a rugby field. I, I know you have to concentrate a, a huge amount and um, you know, there's no judgment about the, the face you pull. Um, I know you've made comments about that before. Um but uh, how, how does it work? What what do you those strategies then you, you, we spoke about? What what do you do on a on a day to day out of our basis during a session during mm-hmm. the game that that gets you over that? You know, what would seem an insurmountable um, disability in playing a game of rugby? That the, the number one 
key thing is, is to do is to communicate yeah um well in training um mostly like even with drills and stuff well we've come across a new thing but i'm just going back to how i did it before um we sort of just you know in drills literally I sort of tend to watch it before it actually happens. So just when I'm missing it, I'll know what the drills before I actually do it. Or just asking my teammates, literally, can you just repeat that? Or, you know, just simple things like that. And always being in front of the coach so I can lit read properly. And just little cues. It's not like massive things, just these little things. Um, and obviously trying to understand the players around me and what their strengths are. And so I, I can sort of predict what they're going to do um, without actually hearing them. Um and obviously, lit reading where I can, that's all I mostly do. Um, and obviously, like the analysis as well, just again, just really trying to understand what my team are wanting to do, um, just so that I can almost predict what's going to happen. Um, but recently, I came across a piece of kit called a Roger pen. And it's basically like a microphone. It's so bizarre. It's literally just like, looks like a little pen and it's a microphone. And you're literally speaking to it, but it goes it goes straight to my head, basically. Because obviously my, my ears don't work. So it goes straight to my brain. It like bypasses my implant and straight to my brain. So it's so weird. It's like it's like you're in my thoughts. That's how weird it is. And like obviously my coach, sort of my teammates have sort of had fun with it or whatever. Um, but like you sort of just be at the other side of the pitch. And I could be turned away doing tying my shoelaces or whatever. And you say, Jodie, can you hear me? And it's literally this loud voice in my head. And I'm like, who is that? <laughs> yeah. So it's only till recently um, we sort of came across it and then thought, actually, I could use this in training. And yeah, so that's helped massively in the last couple of weeks and especially sort of with England sevens and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> how cool is that? I mean, A, how unbelievable you've got a direct line to Tony Stark Industries where you get these kind of Avenger type things made for you. Um, that's unbelievable. Yes. But, yeah, how bizarre. I mean, look, let, let's get a cat out of the bag. It was uh, um, Dame Katie Daly-McLean, um, MBE. You know how annoyed she gets if you don't mention the MBE. Um, yes. So we always, we always we always do on the spot. Um, but no, she she was the one who's talking about this, um, this system which you have now. Um, yeah. That's really, really cool. She said, yeah, she did admit she's had a little bit of fun with it. Um, and she, I mean, yeah, I know, know Katie, as I do, she would have a bit of fun with it and, and thoroughly enjoy yeah. using it. But that's weird going straight into your sort of almost like subconscious. Your The voice within your head is literally there. Yeah, it's so, it's not even, like I say, it's not even like it's going into my ears because I don't actually hear sound in my ears. So it's, anyway, it's going straight to my brain. But then when someone else's voice is going straight into my head. It's so weird. It's bizarre, but it's great though. Like it's helped me so much more than I ever expected. And it's just obviously the things that I might have been missing before. It's just those extra little pieces of information that I'm picking up. Um, yeah. But when obviously like the coaches are <laughs> shouting, obviously when you shout and then you're shouting in a microphone, it's like my head's going to explode. <laughs> but no, it's it's so good and it's um, it's helped massively. And I think. Yeah, it's uh, it's had a lot of fun. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we we talk about it and a fun element, and of course there there is that, and that's um, again um, what you pick up when when you know a little bit about you. There's a there's a huge sense of fun fun to you, Jody. Um, but within that, and the biggest 
pick up for, for, for me from that is, is you going out and saying, right, well, how can I better myself? I've got this disability and, and it seems to have been throughout your, your entire life. I've got this. I can't do much about this. How, how do I get over it? How, how do I climb over and then excel um, and, and push on through? Do, do you stop and think about the, the hurdles and, and that big, massive hurdle, obviously, that you just keep overcoming night and day? Was it just all part of you? Yeah, I think I thought even sort of being at school, so my mum and dad have always said I've, I've always been like that. And, um, but obviously, I think especially going through high school and stuff, that was sort of where it did seem to become a problem when I was struggling in classes and stuff, obviously missing information. And that's where I did sort of struggle quite a lot with it. Um, but then I think as I've got older and as my confidence has got, you know, better, it's helped me see sort of a, always a sort of a positive side to it, I suppose, and use it. I always try and use it to my advantage. That's what I think in my head. Like, obviously, it's a part of me. It's always going to be there. It's just how can I adapt around it so that it's not always going to hold me back, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, I think it's always been there. But as I've got older, I've got better at adapting. So, Which certainly hasn't held you back in, in, in any way, shape or form. Um, and you say uh, adapting, you represented you, you, your country, you, you sang the national anthem, um, representing your country. Um, how amazing is that? You played in the uh, in the Premier 15s for, for, for Sale Sharks. What's the next couple of, of years look like for, for you, Jodie? What what do you want to do? I know there's a there's a dream to, to, to be an Olympian. Um, how are you going to get there? Um, just work hard. <laughs> Short answer. Um, no, I just keep, obviously, I've got a lot to learn still. So I've got plenty of room to keep growing. Um, so I just need to get that experience. And obviously, I think consistency just stay fit because obviously with the injuries and stuff. Um, so I'm in a good place now. Just going to continue, keep working hard, keep learning where I can. And then hopefully gain more experience, whether that's on the circuit or in the Prem 15s. Because um, I feel like I'd, I've, I haven't had a huge amount of game time in the Prem 15s uh, again with injury so I'm just excited to see what game time well that's 15s or 7s um, I'm just open to it but yeah my ultimate dream is to compete at the Olympics but at the same time I'd always be open to the 15s world as well I just want to achieve as much as possible really wherever path that takes me so. yeah and I, I mean I for one I'm not going to get in your way um, I mean even when your when your implant um, is knocked out off you know, scrum cap halfway through a game in, in, out in uh, was it in Zagreb and and for an entire half, uh, one of the latest sevens tournaments. Um, Ellie Boatman was was telling me um, <laughs> the implant comes off halfway through um, the half, and, and you play an entire kind of half, half with without it there, and nobody would have known at all. Um, and again, um, pretty much sums you up. Just call, calm, get on with it. <laughs> Well, I might have come across as I was cool and calm, but inside I was like panicking. Like, but no, I just thought, right, I can't panic. So if I panic, I could make a huge mistake here. So I just tried stay calm, just wait until because it was near the end. I thought it's okay, it's going to be over soon. Or if the whistle's blown, everyone will stop moving. So <laughs> yeah, but you can laugh about it now. But I just, I just didn't want to stop the game in that moment. So I just, just carried on. But yeah. <laughs> unbelievable um 
Um, you, yeah, I mean, take a knee. Sorry, um, I actually can't hear anything. Uh, is is a fairly good, fairly decent um, knee to take um, in today's game when people take knees for for all sorts of things. And yeah, I just want to go to just just finish up really because um, I'm conscious of your time. No doubt you'll things things to be doing and a treadmill to hit or a what bike to to get on. No doubt. Um, but I, I just wanted to um, just chuck a, a couple of words at you that. Um, these, these people, um, yeah, Katie and, and Ellie that I've spoken to, um, said to me, fiercely independent, brave and talented. Um, tough, the loveliest person and inspirational. I, I don't want to um, make you make you blush. Oh, it's too late for that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, lovely words from, from, from two people, um, you know, who you know well and uh, and have played with and, and coached with and and what have you. The, the word I wanted to pick up on there was was inspirational. Um, doing this pod quite a long time now, we're nearing 150 episodes, and we've had a, a lot of guests there, and and I've been inspired by lots of women for lots of different reasons uh, around around the world, and I and I and I get a little tingling, and if you could see my feet right now, they're they're going two to the dozen, and that's what happens when I when I get sort of inspired by people. But ladies from from Iran who are taking rugby to a new level, but um, or ladies in Malaysia or, or, or whatever it is. Um, but it just equally inspired this morning by you because, uh, and I didn't want to start off on the on the you know, you're born profoundly deaf and did it. I just wanted you to sort of let it out as and when you wanted to. And it, it's just, it's just not an issue for you. And I, and I, I'm absolutely staggered that you've, you've achieved what you've achieved. And it just, it's just, it, it'd be a massive hurdle to 99% of people. And yet it's not a hurdle for you. And and, and I just wondered if you realize just how inspirational that is to the people, even very closest to you on, on, on the rugby stage and, and just people you know, around the game. Oh, I, like first of all, I really appreciate that because, like, for me, I, I just, I'm just playing rugby. I'm just doing what I love doing, and that's all I see it as. And it's like when someone says you're inspirational, I'm like, what? So it's like, no, it really just means the world. And yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't even know what to say. I'm a bit speechless, but no, it just, it just means a lot to me. That's all. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And what are you doing to to inspire the the next generation? You do do a bit of coaching and that kind of stuff now. Yeah, I'm I'm just sort of doing um a bit of coaching and just doing what I can really. Just and obviously I I try and use sort of a platform and social media as well to sort of try and inspire people as well and just smart people I suppose and yeah and just getting stuck in and just um I've done a couple of sort of talks in schools and stuff like that deaf schools and you know here and there and yeah I just I just love helping people where I can and that's all I want to do so any anywhere I can help people I'm just like yeah so that's that's what I'm sort of doing at the minute and obviously main focus is rugby and that takes up a lot of my time but yeah when I'm not when I'm free that's what all I like doing just trying to help people I can so okay well let's flip that flip that around um finally you say you want to want to help people in in the game of rugby we talk about rugby being a a game for all and have involved a, a long time in the game I think that's that's generally true but it's not always true what what could rugby do to to help people with with a disability not specifically like yours but just with a disability how how could rugby 
be a little bit more more welcoming. You, you've spoken about how welcoming it was for you, but what what could rugby do? Because it's, it's, it's a good lesson, isn't it? Are people listening to this? What could rugby do to to just be that little bit more inclusive? Um, well, even things like, for example, like um, Sharks Community Trust, like every Sunday they do um, sort of rugby sessions for Down syndrome kids. And it's honestly amazing. Like the kids absolutely love it. And, you know, it's just everyone coming together. The parents get stuck in. Kids absolutely love it. And we're all just playing the game we all love. And it's like, you know, it's just so inclusive. And just things like that, whether, you know, different disabilities or just something where people can get involved because it's not always easy for people with disabilities just to, you know, get stuck into you know, grassroots rugby or like that, whether it's just sort of rugby sessions specifically inclusive for people, that would just be amazing and just to find that enjoyment of it and, you know, the feeling of playing rugby, the feeling of sort of having teammates, the feeling of having great coaches supporting your parents. So I think just things like that and that'll make a huge difference. So, yeah. Brilliant. Jodie, I'm going to let you go. Um, I really, really enjoyed this chat, and um, you're, you're getting more and more involved with with Canterbury, um, and listening to to your stories to the first hand this morning. I totally and utterly understand what why what ambassador, not just for 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 rugby and Canterbury, but um, just actually just 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 for being a human being. Um, yes, um, a, a, a brilliant story. I'm sorry I've embarrassed you. Um, Slightly, and thank goodness I didn't mention Blue Peter. Otherwise, you would have been really embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't embarrassed at all. No, genuinely, some some really lovely um, words there, and yeah, it's been a, a real pleasure uh, and a treat to speak to you this morning. Thank you so much. Um, what what are we doing over this over the summer? Um, just carry on training some seven stuff if I'm involved, um, and then obviously into fifteens, hopefully. So. Full on, but that's how I like it. Commonwealth? Um, we'll see. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Well, I, I wouldn't bet against you. Jodie, thank you so much once again. Um, really, really brilliant watching watching your pro- progression, and I will thoroughly enjoy watching it um, as it continues. But thank you so much for your time this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. 